Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Gotham City, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 114. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. If you're interested, uh, check out Batman on Film. There's a podcast drop down. There are so many great shows by uh, uh, an array of knowledgeable people uh, you guys should all check out. So please, if you're not already doing that, please check out uh, some of the various shows. You could start with uh, the Batman Book Club because I appear on there. And uh, that's a shameless plug. (laughs) So I'm your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I am Peter Arvera. And today we're recording on April 8th, 2023. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I want to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to review this show on Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you just want a straight out of Gotham prize pack. So be in it to win it. Get those reviews in there. And now let me introduce you to my partner in crime. The only man who won't let the Easter Bunny deliver eggs and chocolate to his house on Easter Sunday. A BOF Junior contributor, Eric the Grinch Holzman. <laughs> what Grinch. is an Easter Grinch? What is an Easter Grinch? I don't know. Like it's gotta it's gotta be some ridiculous. We just eat a, buy some alphabet soup. Get a spoonful and tell me what it says, because that's the Easter Grinch. <laughs> that's the Dr. Seuss method of naming it things. I don't even know what that would be. The uh, Easter Grinch. That's what Eric is. He hates Easter. Uh, I don't hate Easter. You I hate just, Easter. I, it's kind of it. like... Uh, see, he's looking at him. He's almost I don't know. It's the most... Uh, well, the it's religious the most... reason... Outside of the religious reason, I'll take the religious reasons out, but it's the most unbelievable holiday because you're supposed to believe there's this giant Easter bunny <laughs> that jumps around and hides eggs and gives As you opposed chocolate. to the guy who flies around with reindeer but down at least my that's chimney. A per- at least that's a person. That's a human being. Who climbs <laughs> up and down chimney. <laughs> Again, it's more believable because it's a human being. We're not talking about an animal. <laughs> that, that if we all know what rabbits are like, well, let's be honest, we all know what ra- real rabbits are like. Um, that reminds me, though, I'm bringing up rabbits. La- last night, I went to this Italian restaurant nearby for dinner. Uh, we we go there a lot, so she knows she knows us. And we were talking. She was telling us that she was cooking for Easter, and she's having rabbit. Now, is that an Italian thing? Do you guys is that an Italian? Yeah, we Easter? don't we don't have rabbit. We have veal. Okay, we don't have rabbit. Well, they're like off the boat, so maybe that's something they do in the, in the maybe I don't know the old maybe country. That's, maybe that's where the Easter Bunny came from. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But... Like the Easter Bunny will come to your house, drop off candy, maybe a toy, you know, some some uh, hard boiled eggs, in exchange for you know you not eating his relatives. <laughs> don't eat my people. It's as good a it's good a reason as, <laughs> as I can come candy. up with. <laughs> yeah. So she was telling us that, and I thought it was. And she was like saying how they're small, like kind of like Cornish hens, like we how people eat Cornish hens. She was saying how they prepare them and these little mm-hmm. things, and she was explaining that makes it to sense because I had rabbits as a kid. We had growing up, I had like four or five rabbits, and they don't really get that big. They, yeah, they're pretty much the size of Cornish hens. I feel like that makes that's a good comparison. Maybe yeah. chicken at the biggest. Well, that's what she kept saying. She's because it tastes better than chicken, and I've had rabbit. It's a German thing too, so I've had it. In the past, but what I guess it depends. What do they call it? Like hop and schnitzel? <laughs> close. <laughs> it's Hassenpfeffer. Oh, that's, I was really close. You okay. were close, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, the um, next time we go to, what's it called? Little Germany? I'm going to get the Hassenpfeffer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Little, that was Whatever Reichenbach. That, we were at Reichenbach Hall. That's where that we place at. was great. Yeah, it was a good place. They have a couple of good beer hall places like that in Manhattan, but Reichenbach okay. Hall is in Midtown. Is it still around? Yeah, it's still there. Good. I'm glad it made it through. It's still there, yeah. I would go there. It's an awesome place, though. Uh, yeah, when the when the weather gets nicer, we got to start doing that stuff. Yeah, Dude, yeah, out. being out in the sun, be nice. out in the sit. Go, let's go do restaurant stuff. We have to do that pizza tour that I think Andy brought to our attention. 
Yeah, I'm uh, just. The- I mean, I'm just gonna look at the uh, the Portnoy app and find all the nines, <laughs> and that's yeah, where right? I'm gonna go. That's, well, that's that'd be how fun to do. do. We could like document it and share it with people on the show. I've, I've actually never show. had. Was it like uh, Thomas on Bleakers? I think that's it. That's supposed to be the best pizza in New York. Yes, one of the slices I remember in this list was very like a really exotic slice, a very strange type of pizza that i wanted to try mm-hmm. it's a it's i think it's a tiktok people go look it up there's like all the there's a list of all the pizza places you're supposed to hit in new york if you go mm-hmm. and i've only been to like two of them myself and there was like nine i think <laughs> so eric likes going to sabaros <laughs> oh no 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 oh i hate that place it's not good mm. it's i would rather have honestly pizza hut or like little caesars than sabaros it's not yeah it's not even good drunk pizza like you know, when you're drunk and you I just, just don't, don't eat like anything, it. it's yeah. just not even doesn't even qualify for that. I'd rather, yeah. If I, I drunk pizza is Don Pepe, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Domino's and that stuff is drunk well, pizza too. I was, but... talking, I was thinking of like you know near Penn Station, but actual <laughs> places, yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, so I'm gonna quickly talk about this because it's going on this weekend, and I actually wanted to go. Uh, I figured it out way too late, and then the tickets were kind of sold out, and didn't make sense. But Star Wars Schneider Celebration, Con? no, no, uh, the Star Wars Celebration is going on in in England, and it started yesterday. And a bunch is it of always in England? Out. No, no, it was in Chicago one year. Oh, it's really? Been in, it's been in Orlando, I believe. Okay. Uh, so I definitely, know. I definitely do want to get to one of these before I die. Uh, that's one of it's <laughs> one of my bucket list. Is this items. your Comic Con? So. No, I mean it's like a Comic Con. No, but like you, know? you would this is like your big like event you want to go to. Yeah, like I want to do this this one uh and it's a number of uh it's not just it's mostly Star Wars, but of course it's Lucasfilm, so they have Indiana Jones and then they I have, heard about that. Uh like last year they talked about they had the stuff about Willow. Uh so it's a, it's been Willow. Oh god. Yeah. It's it's been to release a lot of different things, but a lot of news coming out. Um, they released the trailer for Ahsoka, the Ahsoka show, and uh, Reno would be very happy to know that the guy they cast as Grand Admiral Thawne, Thawne, mm-hmm. sorry, is the guy who did his voice on Rebels, Lars Mickelson. He's Matt Mickelson's brother. Uh, oh, Reno's really excited. So, yeah. so he was, uh, <laughs> I he's messaged like, him this morning, he's like, like oh, I yeah, already this know. This is excellent casting. I've done it myself, but I'm in Montreal, French Canada, and I'm quite busy at the moment fixing Estado Olympique. <laughs> so yeah so that news came out uh we're getting two new movies uh we're getting uh the extension of ray's story to at, at the end of rise of skywalker everyone thought that was the end now, but no let me ask you she's like, coming is, this, back. is that something that like all the star wars fanboys are going to complain about like was she, wasn't she a hot topic uh talking point a lot for these guys yeah, she was controversial. Because she's um, a Skywalker, is she? I don't remember. She's kind of an adopted Skywalker. She took the name after the story because she okay. was really a Palpatine. She was really the Emperor's granddaughter. Oh, so thank you. Okay. I, when he, I when saw she, it in theaters. When she killed him, um, she didn't have a name. And then someone asked at the end of the movie, and she goes, she picked Skywalker as her last name. So If that was me, I would have said Holzman. <laughs> sure you would have. Who are you? Holzman! Sure you would have, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting a continuation of that story. We're getting a story about the the beginning of the Force. Like, There's a lot of cool things going on from, from Celebration. So what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, really, The Acolyte. That's the next show that's coming out. And we didn't get the footage here, but they showed footage at Celebration. Mm-hmm. But we haven't gotten it yet. But Are you looking for the leaks? Yeah, I... I've seen some stills, not looking for them. I've just seen some stills that people have put out. Uh, but I like mm-hmm. the direction they're going with the story. It's twins. One turns good, one turns evil. That kind of a deal. So it's going to be interesting to to watch that come out. I'm definitely looking forward to Ahsoka. Uh, we're getting a lot of the characters, live action characters from of animated characters that we saw before. So that's going to be cool to see. Uh, it's just going to be really, really... Are the animated movies now canon? Because the actors are like... The like Rosario Dawson shows... made the jump. Yes, they're all canon. Yes. Okay. Wow. 
So it's just been a really fun couple days so far. And obviously it ends tomorrow. I don't usually the third day we don't get a lot of information. So I don't know if we'll get anything else on the third day. They rose never again. It's kind of weird that it's (laughs) this is Easter. And I just said that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, that's why I kind of. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, so guys, if you want to talk about Star Wars Celebration, you know, you can reach out to me. Uh, I will definitely. Um, definitely converse because I, I love talking stars and I don't want to, I don't want to do too I much know. of it. We know. <laughs> I don't want to continue to do too much of it because it's not Pete's thing and this is our show. So oh, but... this Eric stuff. Oh my God. Like, it was... But one I know thing... it's a big weekend for you guys. I know it is. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> and we appreciate your honesty. We appreciate the honesty. I'm too busy watching the twins and the Astros. <laughs> But one thing that did come out of it that we had on the show rundown, so we'll talk about it, was the the latest Indiana Jones trailer, which we got. So Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, Eric. Uh, I got what did uh, you think, Pete? I'll let you Eric, go first. I'm in. I'm all in on this thing. Are you? I know we've seen. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I love Indiana Jones. I love Crystal Skull, too, so I don't care. Like, I, I love seeing him just with the whip and the fedora and young him. And I was like, are they going to meet? Like I was, I kept waiting for them. Like I know, is it gonna happen? So I'm excited. This is gonna totally piss off somebody, but I'm gonna have fun with it. I always have fun with it. There's nothing better than an Indiana Jones like chase scene. You know, there's just certain scenes in certain movies that just really get you excited. You know, um, and that's like one of them. And I, I love. I can't wait to see it. I just, I, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. I can't help it. I just, I love those movies. And it looks like this one actually does. Some of it takes place in New York. Because we see him riding a horse. Yeah, like I thought he was on the subway. Like I was like, yeah. is, he, is he teaching yeah, yeah. in New York now? So yeah, so oh. that was cool actually to, to for us to tie into the show. Anyway, that part of the, part of it was there. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't too crazy about it when they said they were doing it. But the last trailer had me a little bit more peaked, and now I'm a little bit more into it as well. So I'm looking forward to this. The trailer looks fantastic. Harrison Ford, man, is is incredible. When you think about his how old he is, oh. and he's. I know he's, he's doing fantastic. this. I'm so he's happy just... he's back. I'm so happy he wants to be Indiana Jones. Well, I remember when they asked him about it, he was like, uh, "No one else. I don't want anyone else playing Indiana Jones." So, you know, maybe maybe this will be one of those franchises that dies with the actor. I have no when he finally gives it up. You know, that's it. I don't know uh, if there's money to be made. We know that's probably not the case, but it was really cool to see that to see Sala. Uh, I love Sala. He's like my fa- he's one of my favorite indie characters. All right, looks really Bad really dates. good. So <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Bad dates. He's just fantastic. The whole yeah, the whole yeah, the whole I, thing I, is fantastic. I think it's great. I'm, I'm excited, and uh, they're just fun. It looks like he had a blast making it, and just I'm just like so happy to see it. Yeah. I can't wait. I agree. I'm really excited. So guys, if you've seen the trailer, definitely let us know what you think. Uh, I I kind of have an idea what some people how some people are going to react of who is this the are, first trailer I feel like we saw another one was it just a teaser no there was another one before this yeah but there this, I don't one, know, this one really got me excited I don't know if, if I was like yes yeah it's true like it was uh, I don't know if it's just I was caught up in everything going on and this was just added to it but it does look good and uh, let's see let's see how yeah. when the movie comes out but I'm looking forward to this. And I hope we don't get any more though. That's that's enough. Let's just see the movie now and move forward. So we had a we got a lot of trailers though this week. So let's it's go trailer through, week. It's trailer yes, week. let's go through all of them. The next one I'm gonna hit is Secret Invasion, and I could not have been more excited for this show before because I liked what they were doing, and now seeing this trailer, I'm really really in. Yeah, like, this tra- this trailer was pretty intense. <laughs> it was almost like a two minute movie. Yeah, I mean, originally, I remember it was supposed to be a film, so maybe they're... It looks heavy. Yeah, looks they're heavy. doing it with that kind of uh, that kind of a uh, um, production budget. I don't know what the budget was, but maybe they just kept it and said, no, throw it on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, man, it's... I mean, obviously, this started... The, this relationship started in Captain Marvel, and they're building on the Which that relationship in, in this show. Uh, it's drawing back to uh, Nick Fury's presumed death from winter soldier like there's a lot of stuff in this that they that they show you and they drop in um in the trailer olivia coleman is fantastic you see roadies in it uh there's a lot of new um obviously 
Ben Mendelsohn obviously is in it too as Talos. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff in it in just the two minutes. It's only a two minute trailer, but they do give you a lot of hints. This uh, is basically Marvel's The Fugitive. Yeah, it pretty much is. Right, like yeah. this is what it is. It just you got except you got aliens. Like it's just, you know it's got that MCU twist, but it was like really intense. I really want to see what Fury does. He's totally gonna kick some ass. Samuel L. Jackson looks like he is ready to take on the world here. Mm-hmm. Um, just overall excited. I, I haven't been this excited for an MCU property in a really like this. Probably since like She Hulk was announced, like mm-hmm. but seeing this, I'm like, wow, this looks really good. This might be the best thing Disney Plus has ever done. Like this thing looks really incredible. Yeah, it definitely has the like we talked about before. How, we came. What is this, eight episodes? I think so. Okay, I think so. eight and hours, just, dude. This is gonna be whoa. I know, but we talked about before. We... Gonna kick so much ass. <laughs> yeah, and it's very winter soldiery, right? Like we talked about before we came on air. We talked about this. It feels very grounded. Yeah, it fe- yes, it's, it's very feel very real world. Like that's where I think the MC really does well, but they never really focus on it. Is like the street level stuff, you know. Yeah. Like the Captain America, the early on Captain America stuff was always really good because it was just, it was just kind of like loaded, you know, it's, it's, it could be, you could kind of really believe it in a sense. Yeah. That's this def- whole fantastical world. Like it seems like the most believable stuff, but you know, I like, I like spies and espionage and all that. And right. it's got, well, like the opening of Winter Soldier was great. You yeah. Know? Like I feel like there's going to be eight hours of this. Yeah. It just, but, the, the, and it's every- going to tie up a lot of loose ends. Like, I think it's like you mentioned, it ties back to Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then his death. And like, well, he's died. He came back and now he's dead again. You know, he's the most wanted man on the planet, but he's dead. (laughs) It's like, this doesn't add up right here. You know, so eventually everyone finds out he's there. Like, that's not a spoiler. But so it's kind of cool, man. Like, Nick Fury's on the run. Like, this is fun. Let's see what kind of gadgets and things he can get into and what kind of trouble he can cause. This is going to be really entertaining. I agree. I was blown away by the trailer. Uh, it's the only of all the trailers we got last week. This was my favorite. We'll talk about the other ones uh, in a little bit. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm really looking forward to this and I can't wait. I think it said August. Is that what I saw? August? Uh, it's coming this summer. So just I thought it was Ju- June or July. I thought it was so, yeah. a month. But so it's this summer. Yeah, but I can't wait. Uh, I'm pumped. It looks really, really, really awesome. This looks better than like the last two movies I saw, and I haven't seen Ant Man yet. <laughs> oh, it's, be- it's it'll definitely be better than Ant Man. I don't even need you to see it to tell you that. Uh, you might like Ant Man. I just it's yeah. Outside of Kang, I really did. Like I said, I didn't love the movie. So, mm-hmm. all right, the next trailer I want to talk about is for uh, Blue Beetle. Actually, um, this trailer was. Also, very, very good for me, anyway. Uh, it's a character, again, we've talked about in the past. We know very little. Both of us know very little about it, him. But this is just, it was really, really well done. Uh, you kind of get an idea, a really good idea of what where they're going with it, where they're starting. They're, there's the throwback to the Ted Cord <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, suit character. So maybe he will get him. In some form, kind of like a Hank Pym deal that we got in Ant-Man. Uh, definitely does have elements of Ant-Man. Like you, you just you could kind of see from that storyline. Um, it, but this is specifically for a younger audience. You can tell that this trailer doesn't does give you the vibes that it's not for really adults uh, or maybe not adults my age. It's for young adults and, and a younger audience. Uh, but I enjoyed it. And. No, I'm looking forward to this. So what about you? Uh, it looks a lot of fun. It's very bright. It's very colorful. Um, I, I'm a sucker for George Lopez, so I'll see anything with George Lopez. Um, <laughs> I know everyone freaked out about the Batman's a fascist thing, but like he's playing like somebody's crazy uncle who's just talking shit. Like, just like, right. It's not a big deal. Can we not like make this a big deal, please? Like it's, I know it probably, it, I guarantee you it works within the context of the film. Like sh- sh- shut up and just watch the movie. Um, but it looks cool. I think the special effects look cool. A lot of people are comparing it to Venom. Uh, I see the comparisons. Um, I think it's a little bit different. Obviously, like everyone knows he's already a Blue Beetle. Like that's what's kind of cool about it. Like I feel like it's like really going to be a secret. Um, but I don't really know the history of this version of really any version of Blue Beetle. If any, I'm more familiar with Booster Gold than any Blue Beetle. So mm-hmm. 
that's the only time I ever really see Blue Beetles. A very rare chance I read Booster Gold, so it's a completely entire different version of Blue Beetle. Usually, I'm used to uh, my, the most Blue Beetle experience I have is uh, Injustice. So yeah, me too. that's kind of where I found yeah. out like, oh, this, I was like, oh, Jaime's actually really cool. He could just create <laughs> guns out of nowhere. And you see he makes the sword in, in the in the trailer and she's like, yes. oh, cool. So there's a little bit of like Venom, a little bit of Green Lantern, a little bit of Iron Man, you know, a little bit of sitcom there with the family. So like, I don't know. It seems kind of cool for me. So um, I never thought we'd ever get a Blue Beetle movie. So like I will totally support this and be down for it. But I'm also kind of nervous because I feel like lesser known characters Shazam, Ant-Man, right. even though Ant-Man's pretty popular because MCU are, are kind of not really drawing people's attention anymore because it's, I don't know, maybe they're just, no one cares about these smaller characters. I want to see how Blue Beetle does before we can actually say that, you know? Um, right. I'm interested. I want to see it. Yeah, I think the marketing is going to be key, obviously, with this. Uh, you know, they're definitely mm-hmm. probably going to market to the to the Latin um, demographic, which, of course, makes sense. It's a completely, it's an all Latino cast. So I totally would understand that if they do choose to go that route. And then, like I said, market it to teenagers and and young adults because that to me where the wheelhouse is. And obviously the built-in Cobra Kai audience, right? Zolo Maraduena, who's the lead, who's playing Jaime Reyes, is uh, is from Cobra Kai. That's what everyone Mm. knows him from. That's a Mm. successful show on Netflix. Eric stuff. Yeah, so they have to. I can't believe you haven't watched that. It's really, really. I never got into that thing before it. No, the Karate Kid. Yeah, the Karate Kid. Um, I, I, I just missed that thing. Okay, so, so yeah, so I mean, I think that's going to be key in how they choose to tie everything together, uh, and market it because I do think it looks like a really cool origin story, mm. and I think it's something. It's a character that I think is going to connect with a lot of young people. So, let's go. Uh, like you said, a lot of fantastical elements in the tra- trailer as well, which are awesome for the character. Uh, so yeah, but it seems grounded as well. It seems like the family element's going to ground it a little bit. So yeah, I, mean, I, I think it'll be a nice little balance. Um, I am a little concerned. I mean, this was originally made for HBO Max, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or like not, not originally made. Maybe like I feel like halfway through production, they were like, "Yeah, we're going to move this to theatrical." So I don't know, maybe yeah. it's just that good. And they were able to maybe I'm sure all the extra money went to special effects and all that jazz. So, right. Yeah. So blue beetle it's coming. When did, when is it coming out? It's this year. I think that's August. Something's August. (laughs) It's all coming this summer. And I believe it all starts with the flash. Yes. It'll come this summer. Of course. Yes. The Flash is as we know, is on the way. Uh, The last trailer we got um, is I think the third trailer, hopefully the final one for across the spider verse. Uh, and again, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, I saw it. I went and saw super Mario brothers last night and this was the final trailer before they showed the movie. So they showed this again last night and yeah, man, this, this story is really, really good. And all the, how they tie everything Spider-Man together is awesome. It's Um, interesting how everyone seems to be kind of hiding something from miles. Yep. (laughs) So, but he's older in this one, right? He's older. He's he's been he's Spider Man now for a little bit, and he's kind of working his way through it. And of course, we're gonna have multiverse stuff in here as well, like we always do with uh, recently in in MCU and Marvel properties. So this is no different. Uh, Well, this is more of a Sony property, right? But it's Marvel, so. But yeah, multiverse is hot right now, bro. I know. So, yeah, so this is not one that I expected to watch and be like, oh, it's going to tell me anything different. It didn't tell me anything different for me. I was going to watch it regardless. So. Yeah. I'm I, um, sorry. Um, for me, it was kind of, I was like, oh, wow, it seems like my, it's Miles versus everybody here. So, you know, I feel like everyone's kind of, you know, there's there's some kind of divide. So that's, that's kind of, like, you know, I was kind of curious, like, what was the big, big thing in right. the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, how are they going to tie it all in or whatnot? So that was for me. I was like, Oh, well, okay. This is kind of revealing. Like, I feel like uh, Sp- uh, Miguel O'Hara is not what he seems. Yes. So, I have a lot of questions, which is great. Cause like, I'm kind of, I'm really curious. So it'll make my, I feel like it would make my viewing experience a lot of fun. I'm with you. Uh, there were, I had a lot of questions before this and this didn't help. So many questions. Any <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bitty bitty quail. <laughs> 
That's for uh, Lauer. He likes that noise. There we go. So yeah, so that's again. This was not a film that I needed another trailer for, but we got one, and it just again okay. There was an, actually another forward. trailer. We we uh, we didn't talk. I forgot to put it on here. Well, I could talk about Ahsoka. No, the <laughs> Superman trailer. Oh, which one? The an- the new animated Superman had a trailer that was released. It seems pretty I interesting. I didn't see it. Did you see the design of Superman? He's got like thigh high boots. It's very interesting. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I did see the picture. It's all right. The design's the okay, but the, I mean, it was a cool little trailer. Superman does a little saving and all that jazz, and there he there's the big reveal, and it was nice. I was like, oh, I, I'll, I'll watch this on Cartoon Network. This looks animations animations good. I don't like the Superman design necessarily, like the costume, but um, as long as the show's good, it doesn't matter. Right, but I'm glad you brought up Superman because apparently the script for Le- Superman Legacy is finished. Uh oh. Uh yeah. So James Gunn said that he wrote it uh, and he's obviously starting his tour, uh, his press tour now for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume mm-hmm. 3. And they were, at, they, of course, they always going to ask questions, right? About both. That's so right. well, he's asked, doing both. <laughs> yes. So they asked him questions about the tone of the film is going to be too much like Guardians. And he said, no, not at all. Um, it's, it's, you know. It's a different kind of story. It's a different kind of character. There's, there's really not many similarities between the two. Uh, he also talked about his exit from Marvel um, mm-hmm. and how he wants them to continue making good movies. Uh, he thought that the blip kind of screwed people up, uh, his, that which was pretty revealing. I didn't. I had never heard that take before, but he said that the, he thought the blip kind of um, it was it harder to like write he after that. Fired back at Feige a little bit here. He did. Yeah, definitely. I definitely read it that way. And I guess if you're walking out the door, <laughs> you could take that shot. Uh, but he's he also says that they talk all the time and they're very collaborative. So maybe they've had this conversation already. Probably. Um, yeah. And he, he talks specifically about having Thor, having to deal with the Thor angle and then how Taika Waititi took care of that in Thor Love and Thunder, removing him from the equation for Guardians because he that was not something he wanted to do. Uh, but I think the big thing he spoke mostly about that a lot of people were talking about, and I believe you, we talked about this a little bit on the last show, was the element of superhero fatigue. Um, he says he doesn't feel it has to do with the superheroes. It has to do with the kinds of stories that are being told. Um, he feels that sometimes when you have these big special effects laid in things, uh, you're missing out on character development and and you know, the spectacle is what takes over and you're not getting those kinds of movies. So he feels like people might be tired of that, but not store the actual stories surrounding the superheroes. But what do you think, Pete? What did you, I agree. I, th- I think they kind of spread themselves thin. Like I'm worried that like smaller tier characters are not going to be as big of a draw. Like we all know, like Batman and Spider-Man are going to be the, are always going to draw. Like we get that. But like, if a Wonder Woman film, like Wonder Woman 84 tanks, you're kind of like, oh man, like, do they want to watch? Like, if Wonder Woman's not appealing, then is like Green Lantern ever going to be appealing? You right. know, like, I just, I get concerned. Like, you know, like, I know Blue Beetle's coming out, but like, if that movie bombs, they'll be like, all right, well, I guess these small characters aren't really worth making movies anymore. Right. Because, so, you know, and the MCU was, was, was a factory at one point. Like, they made, got, got you know, they're 31 films deep. Like, they've got tons of characters. Right that they've brought to the big screen already. So it's like, you know, that takes time and people just kind of get fed up after a while. So like, I kind of, I think they do, but like, you know, again, like if you write an amazing story, like if the flash is as good as everyone says it is, none of this matters. You're right. You're right. I, I kind of agree with him in that respect. Like that's, that was kind of the problem with quantum mania. You haven't seen it yet, but that to me was kind of the problem with that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but outside of developing Kang as the new big bad, it's very much more of a movie like, oh, that's beautiful. Those creatures look cool. And you kind of get lost. The plot of the film is just kind of murky and messy, and then you don't really care about it. So I don't know if that's the movie he was referencing in his mind, because it really could have been. like <laughs> That's the one movie he could have been thinking of when he made that comment. Mm. But I do agree with him. And it's no surprise that the, the movies in the MCU that we all consider the best are the more grounded, character-driven stories that we got so you know there's a lot to what he says and he obviously knows being a creator and having to work in this this sandbox he knows better than we do in my opinion so that's why james gunn is like the source of all knowledge now (laughs) 
He is. I mean, he's, I think right he's now he's in the Marvel room. He's creating his own yeah. DC, you know, he's kind of creating DC in his own image. Like he's, uh, he's been there. I agree. That's kind of what, honestly though, like that's kind of what made Feige so good. You know, Feige did all those bad Marvel movies from Daredevil, Punishers, oh. Fantastic Fours, even the good Spider-Man's next. Like he was a producer on all of them. He has hand in everything. Yep. And then, he, you know, when he was able to, you know, shoot a shot, he didn't miss. So you kind of hope James Gunn took some of that tutelage, right? Yeah. I think one of the things, one of the issues that I've had, and not really an issue, but one of the things that I've, uh, I guess, kind of been questioning is I didn't care that they didn't have a direction in phase four or five, whichever one was just before this with the MCU and that they just released those movies. It didn't bother me, but I felt like there should have been a reset at that point. And with the blip, I thought was a perfect way to do that. And I don't think that's what they did. Uh, the fact that each movie continually references that the blip and what happened with that, with the snap. Um, so that's my one critique about what has happened post Endgame. Uh, you know, they could. It was a perfect opportunity for them to just start fresh, no matter who, they, how they wanted to start it. And the fact that they have to keep referencing back to that point—that's something that I, I, I. This is a decision I wouldn't have made. This is why I don't like the Russos. They just do things that people can't like. You know, they just do bad things. I blame the Russos. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that was, I mean, that was kind of the point of the story and that the story they were telling, this is the story that was adapted from actual source material. So, you know, it's not something that's surprising, but yeah, I'm, I'm still blaming them, but <laughs> Pete just likes blaming them for things. That's true. I don't, I don't like them. So I blame them for a lot of things. Right. Well, I know one of the things that people were kind of upset about uh, in Endgame was the fact that we weren't going to see Steve Rogers anymore. Uh, unless we saw his funeral, because the last time we saw him, he was like he's, eighty something years he old. He's older. He's older than Eric. Yes, much, 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 much older than me. <laughs> which is usually not, you know, pretty. You're usually, but... you know, if you're older than Eric, you're wearing diapers. Of course. So. <laughs> of course, you're in a wheelchair, eat mashed potatoes, <laughs> and oatmeal every day. So, Chris <laughs> Evans. Chris Evans and also friends of the uh, friends of the show Ryan Lauer and Nico Caruso both were at C two E two this past weekend. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, Comic Con action for the boys. Yes, and he was actually asked specifically about uh, Steve Rogers, and he says he thinks there's more stories to tell. Actually, I'll I'll read the quote. Um. First, he talked about not playing the role anymore. He, he says, it's tough. I love that role deeply. It means so much to me. And I mean, do I think there's more Steve Rogers stories to tell? Sure. But at the same time, I'm very, very precious with it. It's like this little shiny thing that I have that I have that I love so much. And I just don't want to mess up in any way. And I was part of something that was so special for the special period of time. And in a way, it really landed so well. And, you know, I don't know. As much as I'm connected to that role and love telling those stories and working with those people, it doesn't quite feel right right now so it sounds like there's an he would love to continue playing the character and that it's possible there might be an opening in the future what do you think do you, i know you've said yeah, you'd I, like to I've, see more steve i everyone knows i'd like to see more steve rogers but i'm excited to see this new anthony mackie movie unless this movie bombs I, I you know i don't see steve coming back for at least three movies Right, like yeah, I, I can see him coming back at some point, but not not. You know, they're gonna let uh, Sam get his story out there. So, would you like to see? And this is just I. There's again, this is no. I don't know anything. I'm not putting anything out there. This is just me in my head right now. Do you think you could do an uh, HBO? I'm mean, not HBO Max. Disney Plus show about maybe the Steve Rogers Chronicles alongside with the movies going on, just as like a separate thing where they. Oh yeah, totally. Maybe right. Maybe like they, yeah, like. Uh, old like you want to do them as like period pieces yeah you could even do it the you know you could even it's in some multiverse now you could go back and say well what if he wasn't well not even like remember didn't he get stuck like in endgame he went back he he stayed in the yeah so he basically lived his second life Mm -hmm. out so yeah so tell those stories yeah Yeah. tell those stories i'd be down for that yeah i think that would be cool so all right 
But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I love the character. I love his portrayal of the character. So it'd be awesome to see more of that Captain America. Can we cast him as Superman? You think Chris Evans would make a good Superman? You know, I do think he would. Uh, he might be a little too old now to play it, the role, but I do think he'd be a good Superman. You need to wear like a wig. His hair isn't really Superman hair. Oh, here we go. Here well, we it's go. not. It's Neither not. was he... Nicolas Cage's, but they were going to go with that. And thank God it didn't get made. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I'm just saying. It's... I think I, I feel like I feel like Chris Evans, his part goes the other way. I don't know. I just feel like he and it's brown. I feel like Superman should have black hair. Yeah. Well, he did dye his hair blonde. Like, he had the the blonde tips for Captain America. Like, he frosted the ends, remember? So That's so funny. I can't imagine Captain America would have frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he kind of went that row for that, so... All right, so we're talking... We've been talking heavy MCU so far, and something that ha- they made popular uh, was post-credit scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now... There's a lot of obviously discussion that has gone on around this this uh, the post credit scene thing uh, from its inception. Like people have said, "Oh, I don't, I think it's stupid," or you know, "I don't want to wait until after the movie to watch these damn things." Like some people just want to watch the movie and leave, but now I have to stay. I watch a movie at cinema. Me, Lino from France, Canada. Let me tell you, this, this post credit scene is no good. You know, like nobody here in France, Canada appreciates this this stupid post credit scene. We go back to Montreal and we live the high life. We drink beer and we just look at beautiful women. That's me, Reno, French Canada. I see you goodbye in Blade Runner. Twenty forty nine, amazing movie. I'm like, oh, thank you, Reno. He's he's gone now. Um, he likes to come and visit me every once in a while. He's a great friend, good friend of he the is. show, friend of the show. Yes, he I don't see the problem is these are fun. Like I don't, I don't know, like some you could have it, you could not have it. I, I like what Scream did with theirs. That was brilliant too. Um, I like staying through the credits because I like listening to the music. Um, so it doesn't bother me uh, if you. I don't know. It's <laughs> what's the big deal. I mean, I'm there with you. I, they never bothered me. Uh, you don't even have to stay anymore because now they get leaked. <laughs> so even if you don't stay, you can watch them later if you want to. Like I, I've only never... missed one my entire life, actually. Hmm? I've only missed one post-credit scene my entire life. Which was? Terminator Genesis. Ah, okay. But I remember I was like, I was like, all right, Mike, let's get out of here. And he's like, isn't there a post-credit scene? I was like, I don't think so. It's just a Marvel thing. So he left. Because it's not a Marvel movie. It's Terminator. Right. Like, I just, and then I found out, like, there was. And he's like, there was a post credit scene. I was like, yeah, but the movie kind of sucked anyway. He's like, it did. So, only missed one. When this article was posted, I actually put it up on our group, in our, in this SOG group on Facebook. And I asked, you know, our fans, what do they think? What do they feel? And 60%, I, the, the options were, yes, I'm done with them, or, you know, or, how do you feel about them? Are you, yes, I'm done with them. No, I love them. And the third one was I can take them or leave them. And that's the one that won. 60% of our fans said they could take them or leave them. And I think I'm kind of there myself. Uh, I like them. Fine. I don't need them. And kind of take them or leave them. It's whatever. But it was cool to see the history. The article on Collider goes through the history of it. And um, the first one was actually in a movie called Silencers. Uh, it was a Dean Martin movie and it's a movie that ends with him surrounded by women. It was kind of like a James Bond type thing. Hello, Leia. Leia's like, I was there. Yeah. And, um, then the Muppet movie came out and they had it at the end of that, where I think Fozzie says, go home at the end. Uh, and then of course, famously Ferris Bueller did the same kind of thing. Um, so it's been around for a while. Huh? And then you have Iron Man, which got everyone. Right, and then Iron Man is the first MCU one. I wonder how many people actually walked out before the Iron Man post-credit scene. Like, that first, before anyone, like, think about it. When Iron Man first came out, like, how many people left when credits started rolling? I did the first time, but I saw it twice. Leg called you out. Yeah. And then the second time, I actually stayed because people were like, no, there's an end credit scene. So when I saw it again, I watched the end credit scene. So. So, yeah, the connective tissue... Has usually was usually done um, in the post credit scene, so it made sense. Uh, but I don't know. Now I'm to the point where it's like, okay, you have them great. 
But it, it one thing the article does stress, and it is something that I notice because I find myself doing it. I'm always wondering now if any movie has a, <laughs> a post credit scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now I mean, I Super, yeah, Super Mario Brothers has two of them. I just saw it last night, and yeah, it has two of them. Sometimes things happen, and they just become a part of culture and what we do. And now it seems like, for the most part, post-credit scenes are a part of how movies are just made. Like now, they're a big part. You know, before they were a small right. part, now they're a huge part. Yeah. Yep. I like I said, I don't mind sitting and watching the credits. Like there are worse things to do than just kind of relax in a, in a dark movie theater, right? Yeah. And this is, I mean, Kevin Feige, he specific in the article, he specifically spoke about it and he, this was from 2017, but he said that he always would like when he was younger watching films, he didn't want the movies to end. So he would always wonder and then hope that they had something <laughs> after the credits. So it's no wonder that the MCU has done that from its inception since he was the one running it. There so you go. very, very crazy. It all but, happens for a reason. Yep. So I don't think they're going anywhere to end, to end, <laughs> to end the, the discussion. I, I don't think, think because, I mean, you know, pro- probably by the time the MCU's run its course, you know, after that, since they're the main producer of them, I think I know. there'll be fewer than fewer and far between. Yep. But it's definitely, I don't know. It definitely has added to the viewing experience. I will say that. I enjoy them. I don't mind. Yeah, it definitely has. So we'll see how, how things progress going forward. But as Pete said, as long as the MCU's here, they will be around. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. All right. So let's switch gears. Uh, first, we'll switch gears to the CW because it's your favorite thing in the world. It's so, our favorite thing in the world, Eric. No, no, no. It's your it's favorite, our thing, favorite in thing in the world. We love the CW. So a few things. Uh, first, I want to talk about the the, the early the early numbers and the early thought process of the shows that are coming back on the CW uh, Superman and Lois is definitely apparently scheduled to, for another season. So they will be back that that's the feeling. This is not mm-hmm. confirmed, but that's the feeling, but Gotham Knights will not be. <laughs> that's mm. the feeling of uh, those two. So sadly, I'm actually, I actually did not watch this week's Gotham Knights. I, I am behind on Gotham Knights as well. So don't yes. worry about it. But we will still have the Steve Helm Gotham Knights show. Steve has been keeping up with Gotham Knights, and I feel that we owe him. We do. That uh, an appearance. So, yeah, if Steve keeps watching every episode, then he's already guaranteed a seat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we will definitely continue to do that. We will continue to watch this season, obviously. We We will have Steve on to do. That, but yeah, that's we're talking first... about Gotham Knights. I'll tell you what, Batman in that Batmobile. I tell you, he did. But I'll tell you what, that Batwing and that Robin, there's a guy and everything. That boy, you know, Herbert Denton and Two Face. I don't even know what he's talking about. He went to Dallas Cowboys. But the person who will be back, oh, at least uh, this season of The Flash, which we've talked about already, is Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen. <laughs> oh, Holzman. And yes, I am that I am looking forward to. So are you going to wear your green arrow onesie? I don't own one. I believe you do now. But I, yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. God, that's a bad visual for people. I'm sorry. You could actually blame Pete. No one wants to see me in a green Uh, arrow onesie. (laughs) No, but you can purchase Eric's foot pictures at eholzmanf33 at onlyfans.com. Jesus. (laughs) We talked about the feet thing, Pete. We did. We did. Before we came on air. See? It's like I told you, wait till the sale. I was like, Eric, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <sighs> so there's a whole rundown in the article on Collider about what happens on the episode. I don't want to talk about it because no I want spoilers, to no spoilers, no yeah, Kowalskis. I didn't even really read it. I, I started no it and I'm like, no, I'll, I'll leave it off. So I didn't even read it myself. Uh, but there have been some stills and some photos released from the episode. And um, and they're not set picks. They're legit picks. Yes, there are legitimate no Kowalskis. photos. 
so yeah so but this is the fact that the flash is ending the arrowverse and they're bringing him back and as we talked last week they're bringing um spartan they just brought back batwoman you know yes they're bringing back arrow all the heavy hitters are coming back i don't know how heavy a hitter batwoman was but she was the first one back baby she was she was that is true uh do you think superman and lois make an appearance on the flash I don't. I thought they might have Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Melissa Benoist might come back. Uh, maybe even Black Lightning. I thought maybe those two might come back, but um, we'll all, all we know though thus far is that we're getting uh, Oliver Queen and John Diggle. So all right, we'll see. But yeah, if it's Melissa Benoist nine. came back, it would break CW Twitter. Who? If who came back? Melissa Benoist for an episode, it would break CW Twitter. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, of course it's a thing. You're in it, me, I'm in it, Steve Holmes in it. <laughs> Wait, I'm in it? I'm not in it. <laughs> You're watching The Flash, you're in it. Okay, I guess. Okay, I, a, Twitter. I have a See, reprieve, I guess, this season because I'm watching The Flash, Red and Lois, and out, you know. Gotham Knights. So, well, yeah, that episode's coming up, guys. So look out for it. If you're If you're fans of The Flash, if you were fans of Arrow, look out for it. Because it's coming back. I hope they do a good job. And I hope it's not just some stupid, dumb, emotional thing. But we'll see. I hate emotions. <laughs> I'm just, Eric. <laughs> I don't hate emotion. I just don't want, like, I don't want it to be cheesy. I Even it's though the CW, CW is che- cheesy. Yes, I know. But I don't want it to be. The best parts of the CW were the first two seasons of Arrow anyway. And you haven't oh, even gosh. seen the show. so I watched the first five episodes of Arrow. Oh, okay. I'm getting it in. But yeah, you have to finish finish it. It's good. So You've got you to start Batwoman Season 3. Jesus, that's never happening. <laughs> I don't know why you won't watch Season 3. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to you... watch Season 2. <laughs> it's totally different. It's basically a reboot. Uh, I don't know. No, Season 2 was the reboot. That's when she first... That's when Ryan came in, right? That's... Yeah, but now she's Batwoman. Oh, she wasn't Batwoman in season two? No, she's really Batwoman now. She fights a killer croc and a mad hatter. Okay. And, you know, she fights actual villains. Now she's right. really Batwoman. I don't think that's gonna matter, but okay. Well <sighs> Eric just hates female superheroes. No, I just hate Except that Captain Marvel. <laughs> Except Captain Marvel. He loves Captain Marvel. It's the only female superhero like Eric thought Wonder Woman was overrated. I did not. You know. That is an he outright thought the, lie. He thought, the, he thought the Linda Carter show was just, eh. Dude, that was my first crush. <laughs> Linda Carter was my first crush as a kid. You, you can't trust Eric when it comes to female superheroes. He hates them all. Oh, anyway. Speaking I of female he, superheroes. He hold on. a woman hater. Good, good segue. Very good segue. Uh, <laughs> Mary Marvel herself, Grace Caroline Curry, the actress who played Mary Marvel in Shazam Fury of the Gods and in Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't play the adult version in Shazam, but the the superhero version, but whatever. Um, she recently did a interview with THR, Hollywood Reporter, and they talked to her about playing Mary and about what I just spoke about, how when she was first cast, they were toying around with whether or not to have her have the same actor for the character. But mm-hmm. because she was younger then and they wanted to kind of give the, the full impression of what the, the Shazam powers do. They chose a different actress, uh, but in this one, since she's a mo- grown up now, she got to play both. Uh, it was a cute little article. I thought they asked her about what was it like um, flying as opposed to riding the unicorn. If you saw the movie, you know what we're talking about. Um, but she seemed she seems like she's kind of upset that that you know it didn't. Oh, obviously, if you work on something, you're going to be upset if it doesn't do well. But that this could be the end for them. Um, she seems like she yeah. had a really good, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I, I hope I have to buy the, I still have to buy the movie. I haven't bought it yet. But she mentions like she had this like Jurassic Park moment, you know, where yeah. she rips off the sunglasses, you know, when they first get back to the island and they see the, uh, the leaf eaters. Um, so like that, that would have been cool. Um, but just some other things. Just She really seemed to be passionate and really read up on Mary. And, you know, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and, you know, her, her take on Mary is part of the reason why I kind of haven't brushing up on Shazam lately myself, you know, so. Uh, I've really been kind of getting into this whole John's take on Shazam and just Shazam in general. So she's been uh, kind of an influence, uh, definitely. Uh, but 
you know, I'm bummed out. The interview's fun. She mentions a lot of things she, uh, uh, between her and Sandberg and their relationship and dating back to Annabelle uh, creation. Um, so it was worth the read. And, uh, you know, I hope they get another shot. I really hope James Gunn. I really hope the fact that Peter's like, because I really do think the movie is better than it got. So I hope Saffron kind of pulls his weight a little bit and gets Shazam 3 because I think it's a really good film. I agree. Uh, she also talks a little bit about some of the deleted scenes we might see her in uh, on the um, on the digital copy or on the, the physical media if you buy it. Uh, Sandberg also, because the digital came out today, I think it was, or yesterday, mm-hmm. he's also been tweeting stuff from it on Twitter. So they're still very much behind it. Obviously, it's their product, but I agree with you. I mean, I'd like to see her. I would say inflation kicks hard, though. I looked up on uh, iTunes today to to buy it and i was like damn this movie's 25 bucks oh wow <laughs> i was like when did movies cost more than 20 bucks i know <clears throat> so uh, i will I, I have to buy it but so but guys know. definitely read the article she seems if she was also in this movie called fall which i've never seen but they're talking about doing a fall too so if you've seen fall and you want to read up a little bit about that you can she talks about that in the article as well but again another actor because we've heard other actors speak out about the project and how much they love shazam it's another one and another actor speaking highly of it so i hope i like you pete i hope we get we get another one or we we get these characters again in some form in the new dc universe yeah you know i I, hey look i like look sorry daddy bats i like levi (laughs) (laughs) well i don't either so i'm I'm with daddy yeah but i don't have to apologize to you you suck <laughs> so there was a really cool article on slash film about batman cartoons and the history behind them mm-hmm. uh devin meenan wrote it so if you guys you know slash film devin meenan is the the author and it goes back through the history of batman cartoons and where they started um and it was really really a cool uh retrospective history look at everything how filmation was a big part of obviously the post batman 66 show where they had the the um the first cartoon the adventures of batman and it goes through all the machinations with that basically alan burnett is the man we all have to thank for uh a dark and serious cartoon batman yeah we thank michael uslin for the dark serious batman on the silver screen well alan burnett was the man who really took uh, Batman from the filmation 66 kind of goof, super friends goofiness right. to what eventually became Batman, the animated series. And then the tribute series that was the brave and the bold. And it's really good. Cause uh, you know, if you're interested in this stuff, Batman of film has been covering, and I've been a guest on a few episodes and I've hosted a few episodes, uh, Batman animation, Batman animation, car- yes. cartoon by cartoon for Ryan Lauer. Cause he can't say the word for some reason, his own show. <laughs> Unbelievable, but we all know Lauer. He beats to his own drum. He's a character over there in Indiana. Yeah, He's something. But you know, we've been doing some really cool stuff about uh, various cartoons, and some have been covering filmation stuff. And I've been revisiting them, and I've been. Re- Bill got me to watch an episode of Brave and the Bold, and I never did. And you know, all these shows are mentioned in this article, and you, you, you know, you can see the goofiness and the cheap stuff from the filmation. But then when you go watch like B Tag, you could see the the the, 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 the blood, sweat, and tears. You know, like yeah, you could I tell. Thought, I thought one thing easy. that they talked about, which I never realized as a kid, but now thinking about it, uh, when Hanna Barbera started making Super Friends. Uh, they talked about they were they said they were good at cost cutting cartoons and that, yeah. like you'd see the same characters running and with the same background over the same time and it's just the same frame mm-hmm. <laughs> but i never noticed as a kid you don't notice these things but now no. thinking back i'm like yeah that that's the best happen. part of watching the old cartoons is because you notice this stuff going into it yeah yeah it was awesome and i appreciate that it's, it's kind of like a fun little game yeah i agree Take a so shot every awesome. time Hanna Barbera cuts costs. <laughs> that would be a fun. Yeah, we'd be all be drunk by like the second episode. <laughs> They're only ten minutes, <laughs> fifteen minutes. So, but it is true. And towards the end of that show is when they started to have the more serious, uh, closer to the comic value, the closer to the comic books with the more serious thing. Like Dark Side was on there, and um, because you love start- superpowers, super friends. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking of toys. Super Friends. Yep. You love Super I did. Friends. I did love Super Friends. It was something I watched every Saturday morning as a kid. So, 
definitely something that was. What time it, was it just, on? Do you remember? It switched. It used to be the first cartoon I watched. It was probably like eight a.m. Wow, that's early for Saturday. Yep, I think it was probably like eight a.m. I think I caught like the tail end of Saturday morning cartoons. Well, you used to it used to have everything. Like it would be the Super Friends, and then it would have like Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, and or then they'd have the the Wuzzles or Smurfs or Snorks or all like they were all kind of in this one block, and you'd get the different um. It's like something from each different kind of a of a genre. So you'd have like the superhero stuff, and you'd have the the Hulk Hogan thing, and it was very very cool uh, how they used to do it. But um, guys, definitely read this article. It's a if you especially if you like the animated stuff, it's a really really cool article that talks about uh, everything, <clears throat> how Batman has evolved, and how obviously as we know, Batman can be told in many different um, styles as we've seen throughout his history. But it focuses on it, and it's very, very cool. So check out the article. Again, it's a Slash Film article. It's posted on – we have it on our Twitter feed and also in the Facebook group and page. You can check it out over there. Yeah, it was. Just, it's just fun to read about all these cartoons. I, I, I Batman cartoons are so easily watchable because you could bump out like two and three, and it feels like nothing at all, you know? They're just, they're just the easiest form of media for me to just absorb, to be brutally honest. Yes. So another one of the bit of information that I'm going to we're going to come full circle here because one of the things a bit of information. Oh, like SnyderCon. Yes, like SnyderCon. (laughs) One of the things that came out of Star Wars Celebration was James Mangold is going to be doing one of the Star Wars films. So immediately people started asking questions about what's going on with the Swamp Thing. Well, fear not, folks. He's still doing it and he will be writing it as well. So, yeah, that's great. I'm excited. I'm glad he confirmed it. Um, apparently there's, there was speculation. I, I thought it was a done deal, but whatever, uh, from the horse's mouth, uh, I don't care what comes out first. I just care that they come out. So excited. Right. Can't wait. I love Mangold. What he did with Wolverine, I thought was brilliant. Yes. And that includes the Wolverine. Um, yes. you know, uh, I think those two movies are really excellent. So, uh, I would love to see what he does with Swamp Thing. Cause I never really kind of pictured him as this type of, uh, <clears throat> guy to take out take this character you know it just didn't pop in my head swamp thing and mangled but uh you know the guy's track record speaks for itself i agree i've I've made some really good hands uh pete you you watched the the dc universe show i reviewed it for batman on film i thought that show was amazing yeah you know yeah i know that so So i i watched i think the first three or four episodes and it was pretty good i have to say i did enjoy it so it's a shame it's a really shame and the main reason is like that show probably could have been revived at some point, but they they had to break down the aqua tank that they used for the swamp thing stuff. And uh, apparently, after that was that that was that's big money to rebuild. So that's basically right. It costs more to rebuild than anything else. So they decided to just tank it all together. Yes, um, and as again, full circle is uh, he directed Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So we we we're getting a lot of that, James Mangold right. stuff. Yeah. That's it. We should end the episode now. That's it. We've come full circle. <laughs> well, we have one more thing we could talk about, but if you want to end it, we can end it. Yeah, we might as well talk about it. We got one more thing. Let's do it. All right. So we mentioned you mentioned Wolverine. Yeah. Who we know is returning to Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but one character from Deadpool might not be returning. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that would be a little impossible. But no, Marina Baccarin's Vanessa, who obviously was his girlfriend, um, is Wade's girlfriend. Who played uh, Lee in Yes, Gotham played well. Lee on Gotham, and she was on the reboot of V many, many years ago. Uh, she's become beautiful kind of a... Woman. Yes, very beautiful woman. So she says she wants to come back. She was on um, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, and they were talking about it, and she says she wants to come back, but apparently they haven't agreed to terms yet. Uh, money wise what she so. said that i thought was interesting is she said that it seems that the character just really isn't in the movie at all like oh, vanessa this mo- yeah she seems like this movie really seems to focus on the buddy aspect of deadpool and wolverine and she's just not really in the movie like she's like it just seems like the character is not in the movie like that's right. kind of what they're, they're trying to find a spot for and like it, she I, I just don't think she's irrelevant to what they're doing it's like she's like they're kind of reinventing it which I thought was interesting. So maybe they're maybe they're taking away the love story of Deadpool, which kind of has been the whole purpose of the first two movies. 
Right. Well, she did say they've had discussions about her being in it. So, but you're right. What at what you know level? What kind of role is she going to have? That's probably the question we're going to ask. Yeah, and so, I don't think it's going to be very major. So, yes, which would be sad because I liked her character and their dynamic was very very cool. But that but, doesn't mean she can't come in in like the fourth movie. Like it maybe it's it just maybe her character just. I don't know. Maybe Deadpool goes to the I don't know X Men verse. You know, she's not going to come with him. You know, I don't mean I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I just I could see where the character just is kind of useless. So why even have her in the movie? Just the plot. Yep, I know. Deadpool's crazy enough where that could happen. Of course. Or like, like let's be honest. Is this really the Deadpool from Deadpool two, or is this a rebooted Deadpool? Right? Kind of soft reboot, and maybe they introduce love interest later on. You know, we don't really know. We have to see this. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, multiverse stuff, right? That's what I'm saying. This could be the Deadpool of... We don't really know how the X-Men fit into the MCU to begin with. You know, Deadpool's a big part of it. And so is Wolverine. Like, they were essentially created in the same place. Yep. You're correct. In Canada. So... (laughs) Sorry, you're not gonna let that go, huh? No, can't let that die. I can't help. I can't. can't. I'm sorry, but like you know, I'm just saying we don't know how the experts fit into this. So if they can get her in, they can get her in. If they can't, they can't. You know, sometimes you get it in, sometimes you don't. That's true. You know, happens hour, no problem. He has no problem. He just gets it in. (laughs) I'm not touching that one. (laughs) <laughs> all right we do have more material but we're at the hour mark so let's let's are you sure now we'll push it to next week what else yeah. do we have we'll push it to next week all right Ooh, we we should start doing like patreon episodes you know really? we should start doing post-credit sogs <laughs> save <laughs> save two save overtime two. yeah <laughs> sot sot <laughs> And then they can spend like seven dollars for like two extra stories, Patreon oh, exclusive. That's not a bad idea. So maybe we'll do that. We should start doing that. I hear Patreon's all the rage. Yeah, I mean, if people if people are actually gonna to pay to listen to us, that's fine. I'll I'll do it. Would not be upset. Yeah, we might as well give it a shot. Justin, we need a straight OT logo. Yeah, S O G O T. Sagat, a Sagat logo. <laughs> Sounds like the villain of Black Adam. <laughs> that's his cousin Sagat, Sabak and Sagat. So, yeah, I mean, they fight Black Adam and Shazam. Yeah, I mean, there's a few other things we could talk, but no, you're right. We'll we'll keep we'll we'll discuss that. <laughs> we'll discuss. Hoss is going to hear this. And be like this is, this is a great idea. You guys should do this. Extra material, of course. Yeah. Post put the post game show. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then, Pete, tell where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on social media. It's Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow this podcast, the podcast you're listening to right now, Straight Into Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both. Uh, I also have another podcast, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast, at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. Check that out. I do that with Chicago's finest, Nico and Nicholas Caruso Jr. So I'm really uh, excited about that. Check that show. We got to get a new one going. I got to talk to Nico. He's he's another one. Busy getting it in. Always getting it in around Chi-Town. Uh, at Team Yellow Oval. I'm all over BatmanOfFilm.com, Batman Film YouTube. Got stuff all over there. I did a couple shows with... Uh, Bill Jett Ramey on Batman Animation, uh, Batman Book Club. I always appear with Ryan Lauer. Uh, again, Ryan Lauer, fantastic man, fantastic man. Uh, check that out. Uh, and then I'm going to ch- I'm going to pass the ball to the champion of Long Island. He's going to take it home and score the touchdown. So just just run along, Zach Champ. All right, thank you, Pete. As you guys know, you can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. As Pete mentioned, check us out on Facebook. Of course, if you're in the group. Interact with us. Interact with us there. You could post stuff on your own. We re, we have to approve them, but you can post stuff there on your own. No uh, start feet to, picks. Start. Yeah. No. None of that kink, kinky stuff. Leave that for Pete. That's Pete's avenue. It's Eric's. Eric's Only he can post kinky stuff on the of the group. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> so check us out, of course, on Facebook. 
Pete mentioned as well, the SOG Twitter handle. If you guys want to interact with both of us there, we both monitor that handle. So you can definitely um, send us stuff there. Um, if you're a friend, if we are fo- we mutual followers, DM us, whatever you want to do. Check us out over there. If you're fans of the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks are in the playoffs. They clinched the fifth seed. I'm very, very happy about this. Thank you. Uh, I do a show every week called All Nicked Up. It's a live stream every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Uh, I don't I don't have to say or after the game anymore because they're the season's ending. I have no idea what the playoff schedule is. So. Well, you do it after the playoff games. Yeah, we will. I mean, if there's a Wednesday playoff game, we'll be on after the playoff game. But you can check us out on YouTube, um, on Facebook, even on Twitter, the, the all nicked up Twitter handle at all underscore nicked underscore up the the stream. Is, I can't think right now. The stream is posted there as well, so you guys can watch that on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check us out over there. Uh, when Titans returns, I believe it's this next month, May? June? I forget. I will be reviewing the final episodes of Titans for Batman on film, so look out for that. Talk to me about it. Uh, that show is something I loved. I have loved it from the beginning. So, uh, I've enjoyed covering it, so we will be we will all commiserate and discuss the final episodes together. I will do my reviews, and hopefully, you guys can interact with me either there or on Twitter or anywhere else. I we um, can discuss this stuff. So, I think that's Ooxus. it. Ooxus. Yeah, I think that's all. So, you have nothing else, Pete? Just the Ooxus? Just the Ooxus. Oh, um, by the way, um, Hezbollah. Ah, of course, my man Hezbollah. He's great, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Cute little dude, man. He's 20. <laughs> he's 20. He might be 20, but he still doesn't. He looks like a little th- little dude. What are you going to say? <laughs> he, has a health, he has some kind of health issue, but you could never tell, man. That guy lives life, so good for him. He is. He's the man. He's, he's my inspiration. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. That's it. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham. And we'll see you next time. Booyah!